0: You're listening to XOXO by The Knot, a new podcast exploring love in real life. On the show today, you'll meet Agnes and Dale, who married on October 10th, 2015. Agnes and Dale had a whirlwind romance. They met, ate great food, fell in love fast, moved in together, and then most recently just launched their company, Food Crush Hospitality. Oh, and between all of that, they planned a wedding, bought a house, and then welcomed their son Everest into the world. But no matter what life throws at them or how busy they get, these two always keep each other number one. This is their story.
1: I was super nervous. I'm holding on to this rock. You know, when they say money burns a hole in your hand, this rock was like on fire. I was so nervous carrying it around.
2: He would randomly reach for his jacket with this look on his face, and I'm like, okay, so he has
0: the ring, <laughs> it's there. Dale and Agnes, thanks for joining us today. We know how crazy your schedules are, so we'll get started. And there really is no better place to start than at the beginning. So tell us, how did you meet?
1: So we had opened Taldy Brooklyn, my first restaurant. And um, one of the people on our PR team uh, was throwing an event and a barbecue in Brooklyn. And she said to us, you know, I'm going to bring my friends to help support. It was her first big major event with our restaurant group. So, previously to this event, I was at a music festival and drank a little too much, got on a bicycle and drove it into a parked car, dislocating my shoulder and um, for about two weeks had a sling and it's just a mess. but I show up to the event anyway because I know it's our you know it's our PR person's first major event, and I'm not doing very well, but we're there, it's a packed house and I continue to drink because my shoulder's killing me and very fast times Ridgemont high moment. There was a beautiful woman getting up from a table and then this beautiful woman walked towards me and asked me if I could take a picture with her. And that woman was Agnes, the one who's sitting next to me now. And in a little bit of a drunk stupor was trying to smile and be charismatic and Um, not looking like I just wrecked my shoulder and um, this Agnes had taken a picture together and then immediately put it on social media and said, Hey, at this barbecue. And I slid into her DM, said, Hey, do you want to have dinner one day? And that's kind of how it all started.
2: He makes it sound so bad, (laughs) slid into my DMs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very modern day romance, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, um, I was intrigued. I thought he was really nice, so sweet, and my I knew my friend would be mad that I would go on a date with him because she didn't want anything to happen between her friends and her clients, but he suggested we go to Carbone, so I was like, oh, why not? At least I'll get some delicious out of this meal, <laughs> and then we got married. <laughs> she danced at our wedding, so it's a win for everybody.
1: Our first date was at Carbone. First, they just got reviewed, three stars, New York Times. It was such a hard reservation. And I made her friend who through the event, Shannon, God bless her soul, I made her like push to get the reservation. I was like, Shannon, you have to get me in at seven o'clock on this one, on this Tuesday. You have to. And she's like, Why? I go, I just have to have that reservation. I'm going to dinner.
2: My friend was so mad when she found out the reservation was for me. She was like, I thought
0: it was for someone important. <laughs> I was like, No, I had it a great was,
1: dinner. Thank Shannon. <laughs> very important.
0: Dilly, you were on Top Chef. You couldn't get a reservation?
1: No. I, yeah, I couldn't. Wow. I was like, I pulled as many strings I could, reached out to Richie and Mario and, you know, kind of got, they were busy. They were opening a bunch of restaurants and I'm sure it just fell through the cracks, but I couldn't get the rezzo. I was like, yo, I can't get this reservation right now. Why can't I get this rezzo? It was tough.
2: But they did roll out the red carpet when we did sit down. It was really nice of them.
1: It was. God bless them. It's still, it's such a memorable meal. Not uh, obviously because of the company and for me what it started, but it was a delicious meal. We got treated like royalty. And I still think such fond memories of that place. It's just a special place for us because it was our first date.
2: I (laughs) agree.
0: Um, So, Dale, you wooed Agnes with your great taste in New York City restaurants, obviously. Um, (laughs) And, of course, your skills in the kitchen, too. So I'm curious, did you two ever have a bad date when it came to the restaurant scene in New York?
1: A bad date in the restaurant scene? Yes, we've had some clunker meals. We've had some clunker meals here in New York City.
2: No, actually – in the beginning, it was all pretty romantic. Lucky for him, <laughs> I, got, I got wooed over pretty fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you still, and even now, it's like I don't intentionally try and take her to places that I feel like aren't fantastic. But I think some of the our, some of my fondest memories of dining with her were the hole in the walls. You know, when we first were dating, she was living in Astoria, and. This was during Ramadan and we we were just kind of walking around the neighborhood in Astoria and we found a halal cart and during Ramadan they don't serve until sundown. So there must have been 25 people in line and it was uh King of Falafel, the street cart. And then you saw the guy right when sundown started happening because there was such a long line and you know if you were if you're Muslim you didn't, you haven't eaten or drank since sunup. So he's handing out falafels to everybody. And I mean, we're not Muslim, but I was like, I'm glad I'll gladly take a falafel. (laughs) And it was, you know, we got chicken and rice and falafel and some two drinks. And we went to Astoria Park and probably had, I still think about it now. I could remember the feel. I could taste the food. I could taste the rice. I can taste all these little moments of that just little picnic that we had in the park in in, in this on a summer night and when during our first, you know.
0: Can you see why I fell in love with them? He's, He's making me hungry. Too. <laughs> That's true. He's great at describing food. Okay, so things are going great, but then Agnes, your apartment building evicted all their tenant tenants, so it could undergo major renovations. This is like every city dwelling renter's worst nightmare.
2: Yeah, I was really nervous because um, I didn't know where I was going to go, and he was like, "You can come back in a few months, but where am I supposed to live for a few months?" And you never, you know, that construction never ends that quickly.
0: So I looked at Dale and I was like, I have nowhere to live. (laughs) So I'm just going to jump in real quick and share that for anyone living outside of a major city like New York, something you should know is that Agnes is spot on. Construction absolutely never ends on time. And finding an apartment in New York City is no joke. It has to be one of the most stressful experiences on earth. My now husband and I searched for one together, and we nearly broke up multiple times.
2: And I moved in with him, and I thought it was a little fast. Honestly, it was my first time living with a guy. Um, But in the first week, it was so effortless and easy. I remember just looking at him and like, I could do this forever. And then I freaked myself out, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that. After dating for not that long, moving in so quickly, and then living with them after just a week, I'm like, this seems right. It was really, like, a scary moment, but a nice moment.
1: It was, like, six months, maybe six to eight months into our relationship. I think that's fast.
0: But I feel like New York makes you move faster. New York, the rent and everything that goes into it, it's like, if you can find someone to live with you're golden. Um, it's definitely not uncommon to move in together before marriage. In fact, nearly 8 in 10 couples report living together before their wedding. But how did that impact your relationship? Tell us about the moving day, the weeks that followed. How did it feel? Were there any surprises?
1: <laughs> the moving <laughs> moving day I was not there.
0: I know. I was, absent, I was so absentee. mad. I would be so mad at you.
1: It, it it fell on a day where I had a gig I had to be, it was an appearance. I had to show up to this, uh, I had to show up to this dinner where I I was receiving an award and I was, um, we were also cooking at the event. It was in Alpine, New Jersey. So it was like, it would have been set in stone for a certain amount of time. And, you know, when Agnes moved in, I was like, oh my God, it's the same day that I'm, it's exactly the same day as this. And went into the event and, I got home super late, probably around 11 o'clock, 12 um, from the event and just three sheets, you know, car picked me up. This was a good time. We had a party, you know, it was was an award, a dinner, and then we just partied. And I came in, just bombed and walked into like trash bags (laughs) everywhere, you know, her and her sister putting her stuff away. And I was useless. Just blah, 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 mouthing around. It was bad.
2: At first, I was mad that he wasn't going to be helping me. But in the end, I think it was kind of a blessing because my sister and I just did everything our way. We made a big mess. And we were also watching The uh, Walking Dead at the same time. Just, like, taking our time. We do not have to worry about, like, being clean and, like, watching out for his stuff. Like, I just got to put my stuff everywhere. And I remember my sister and I were sitting on the bed folding my clothes and Dale ran in and screamed, ah, <laughs> behind us. And we screamed because we were in a person's apartment that we haven't lived in before. And someone's. we were watching The Walking Dead. It was so scary. And he thought it was so funny.
1: But, you know, I think for me, if you're talking about moving in, what what I think was one of the most important things that I realized, and, and this is because I've lived with other people before, was space. And... Not not taking – it's always – if someone's moving in with you, it's always about them, not about you anymore. And you have to realize that very quickly because the other person is feeling already kind of tiptoeing around things. So you have to make uh, – you just have to understand that their stuff getting in is the most important and then figuring it out loud. So – that to me was important is, is is getting having making sure she was comfortable and having her own space because she had you know everyone has stuff and when you're in New York City and you're living in a 600 square foot apartment you know as a bachelor it was fine I had I didn't you know I didn't have a lot of stuff but then
2: you had to buy a huge armoire um, I had my makeup table uh, we also had I was working as a reporter that and you know we had really different off days and uh, I think when, something nice was like come on we'd we'll be so tired he'll have dinner ready. And then the same thing, if he was getting off late, I'll go meet him just because our schedules were off. But that was nice because we got to live together and then we got to come home together. So it was really special. It just felt right immediately.
0: Dale, did it feel right for you?
1: Of course. Of course. I, You know, I saw Agnes and when we started living together, first from the minute I met her, I was like, she is the smartest, the hottest, the most genuine meeting her family felt great like we had already known each other after their initial like first two meetings um, then I was like okay they're warming up um as they should be they should everyone you know your parents should be cautious of, of the person you're bringing to them they should be like um you know when it's weird when they op- when they accept you with open arms immediately they should be like hey you know set some set some 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 parameters about our family but but her family's the best and I knew I married up. If I could marry her, I knew I was marrying up.
2: And then, of course, I said
0: yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so going back to the proposal at this point, you know you found your forever person. But, Dale, when did you decide you wanted to take that next step and
1: propose? I don't – that I don't know.
2: Well, I think that my parents were very traditional and they didn't like the idea I was living with somebody without being married. So I think that also kind of sped up the process because – when I moved in, I knew it felt right. So then my parents were like, "Why are you living with someone and you're not married with them?" So I think that kind of deals getting older. So
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I definitely the yeah. I mean, I had lived, you know, I had lived. I've, um, especially my family. Like I'm, I was the last to have kids and get married. Um, so that's just kind of how it rolled. But I don't remember the exact moment. But by living with her, I definitely knew that it felt good and that waking up next to her was like something I could, I wanted to do all the time. And that not being, more importantly, her not sharing a bed with me felt wrong. So when I, if I was in bed without her sleeping, it didn't feel like, I don't know, that I was going to have a restful sleep or complete
2: and then we got a dog, and then we were in it forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, that dog seals the deal. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so
0: two out of three people who are proposed to say they kind of knew it was coming. Agnes, did you know?
2: I did, just because I can always tell when Dale's hiding something from me. Like, he can never lie to me, which is another reason I love him so much, because I just look at his face, and I know exactly what he's going to do or say. It's so funny, because I feel like he... Knew that I knew because I was doing my nails the day we were supposed to go out. And why else would I be sitting there meticulously doing my nails? Smart. (laughs) Yes. For the photo, you know. (laughs) But um, yeah, he's not so great at keeping secrets from me. So I was like, "Ah, it's coming. I knew it. It was 12, 13, 14 when it happened. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it was easy to remember.
0: Yeah. So Dale, tell me about the proposal.
1: My initial idea for the proposal was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, but it was 12, 13, 14. And in New York City, in Brooklyn, there's a place called Diker Heights. In Diker Heights, um, it's a neighborhood in Brooklyn where the people go absolutely crazy over Christmas holiday lights. I mean, crazy. Like bus tours go there and you walk the neighborhood because there's crazy lights everywhere. It's almost a competition. Like, people ha- t- try and one-up everybody. So in my head, I was like, that's going to look beautiful and romantic. You know, beautiful Christmas lights everywhere. Then we got to Diker Heights. And it was a sea of humanity and children. And it was just not the right place to do this.
2: It was so hectic, and I remember thinking, "If he's going to do it, please don't do it here. I don't want everyone staring at me." I'm. S-. It was almost like I had anxiety that I wanted him to propose to me, but I didn't want him to do it at that moment. So I feel like we were on the same wavelength at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just not right. So after there, we went to one of the red sauce joints that's in in the neighborhood. Really traditional red sauce joints. So you know, every every entree you get can come with spaghetti. There was a keynote Gambling screen when we walked in, you know, picture perfect Brooklyn Christmas joint, right out of Goodfellas. Awesome. Food was so so, but I was super nervous. I'm holding on to this rock, and it's just like, you know, when they say money burns a hole in your hand. This rock was like on fire. I just, I, I was so nervous carrying it around.
2: He would randomly reach for his jacket with this look on his face. And I'm like, okay, so he has the ring. (laughs) It's there. But again, I'm thinking like, please don't do it here in this restaurant. There's too many people. (laughs) It was just a waiting game, I felt like, at that point.
1: It was. And then then I'm like at dinner trying to figure out, okay, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? So I thought to one of the places that we loved, Brooklyn Bridge Park, and thought, there's a carousel down there. I thought to myself, there's going to be a beautiful, that will be beautiful. The bridge is there. The carousel there. We just have to figure out, you know, where to park. And so we went down to the carousel and there had to be this like stained glass house installation, art installation there. And it was just the two of us. And I got down on one knee and asked her to marry me.
2: It was perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. Just the two of us, no one around.
1: And then there was one other, and then another couple like, wa- like walking their dog was like, oh my God, did you guys just, <laughs> did you guys just get engaged? And we're like, yes. And they were like happy for it. But it was like one other couple and there was no one there. And in New York City, that moment of feeling by, like just the two of us felt so amazing. And it doesn't happen all the time, especially in New York City. You are surrounded by millions of people here. But like, it felt like that moment was just for us. That time had stopped and that was just for us. And I don't know, it felt, it felt right.
2: Yeah, and I texted, I have a group chat with my girlfriends and I texted them and they all met us at a bar. So it felt like a huge engagement party, like as if it was planned. Um, everyone showed up and it was so much fun. And
0: it was a really special moment.
1: She's also the first in her group to get married. So it was like, oh, here it comes now.
0: Comes- <laughs> the enthusiasm is high.
1: Enthusiasm is high. Yeah. And it's also like here, you know, she's the first domino to fall. You the know, floodgates a- have opened. The flood time for open. everyone to get Everyone's engaged. Get engaged.
0: <laughs> By the time I got married to my friend group, they were like, we're tired of this. <laughs> we have nothing left to give. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everything moved pretty quickly for you too. So when it came time to plan your wedding, was that the same way or did you kind of slow things down
2: um so we got engaged 12 13 14 we got married 10 10 15 so it was actually quite fast uh, I think we chose that date because my mother was like 10 10, tens a Saturday it's good luck just get married and we're like okay because we had no strong thoughts and um it just felt easy and right just to get married like why are we waiting
1: yeah why drag this out I mean it's 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 a it's a tough process already just' just so much planning going on. And the, I feel like the longer people drag it on, the longer it just it, – the harder it gets. Just so many more decisions, so more second-guessing. It's just – I'm I'm a person who – I see it. I envision it. I just try and get it done. And I feel like Agnes is
2: – No, I will look at it over and over and <laughs> yeah. over and be like, is this perfect? So it was – he's a good compliment to me because when we went and looked at our venue, it was the first venue we saw. I looked at it. It looked perfect. And Dale looks at me and goes, this is it. And I went, Okay. Like, it it saved us so many problems from like running around, deciding, doing a spreadsheet. I was just like, okay, I think it's right to because It is perfect. I went,
0: okay, <laughs> that's
2: literally how I felt our wedding process kind of went. I I just need someone to be like, you're doing the, making the right decision. Just keep on going. Just keep on going.
1: Well, it wasn't that easy of a sell. She and I. It might have been the person, the salesperson on the property, who was like, hey, I have a um. We went through the walkthrough with this person in on the property. Then she said, "I have somebody coming right after you guys," and I knew immediately that this place, the Shakespeare and the Hudson and the Catskills, was gonna be our was gonna be our place. I said, "I looked at it, totally envisioned it." I said, "They're gonna let us do what we want to do. It's a hundred acres of property. There's two houses that you get with this. So it ended up being like fifteen or something, like no eighteen rooms that you get for this." For everything,
2: you're on the water. Um, you can do anything you want. You just can't let anything go up in the air and say boom. Other than that, anything we wanted, we could do. The nearest
1: neighbor was across the Hudson. That's the closest neighbor. So, I saw it, and Agnes was like, "You know, should we see something else?" And I go and I said, "Well, what if that person behind us takes ten 10 And knowing that her FOMO would be so real that I, that she'd be like. You think so? And I was like, Yeah. What if they take the ten ten date? And she's like, Look at him. She's All thinking- right, let's get it. Yeah, I played her like a violin, but <laughs> I knew because I knew that that was gonna be the venue. I saw it. I, I, I just, you know, it didn't even take them to say this is how the wedding was set up. It just, and we looked at it in the winter, and we were having a fall wedding. I just looked at Agnes and I go, Look at this place. This place is like exactly what we wanted, especially for our families because we hadn't been dating very long, families who really hadn't met each other yet, and gotten to know each other. We saw the f- the house as a place for our families to really meet and get to know each other for the kind of the first time.
0: Yeah, that's a big deal. Huge. Um so you know about the venue, but you're a professional chef. How do you even start planning the menu for your wedding?
1: You know, that was that was the easy and fun part. But it also, I will never do that again. And I will never recommend anyone to do that again because you will never be relaxed, fully relaxed. And your wedding, you're never really relaxed. But this adds another layer of like stress and anxiety to the already uh stressful and anxiety ridden kind of weekend.
0: So you handled all the catering.
1: We did. Yeah, the restaurant was tough.
2: The only good part was that we got to do all our favorite foods. Like everything that we love to eat, that's what we served. And it was high quality. And we knew it was delicious. And we incorporated our cultures into it Americans' food, we liked Filipino, Korean food, all of it together.
1: Yeah, that was, you know, being it, it being tailored. Um, but that was the extent of actually producing it and getting it done was ridiculously difficult. And I would never do that again or recommend anyone do that again. Unless you are, yeah, unless you're bootstrapped and it's like, it's a DIY, which we weren't. We just, I think we were a little too control freakish to give Food's hand so over the reins. So, yeah, yeah, food a,
2: is so important to us. We had to make sure it was perfect. That's why we did it. Even though so, poor Dale,
1: but it ended up being—I mean, it ended up being great. Um, we had a great time. It was—I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think Agnes says it a lot that she wishes she can get married again, and I do too. I mean, it was such—it's such a blur. Um, but the way we did it, having it spread over, like, because you got to the property on a Tuesday.
2: Yeah, we got it from Tuesday to Sunday. So I got there early, got it all ready for the guests, um, you know, put goodie bags in every room. We had uh, like, like a list of events happening each day. Dale's family arrived from Chicago. My family up, uh, drove up from New Jersey and um, families just took turns cooking. Dale's parents would make Ariscaldo, um, which is like this rice porridge. My family would make um, carby, which is this Korean short rib. And we just share and talk a lot of kids running around. We had our dog there. And it was just a really nice experience. People went fishing, got their hair cut. Like we had our friends, a hairdresser, cut all the guys' hair by the water. And um, we played games. We had like a poker night. It was just, it felt like a vacation. And then it was going to end with this great wedding, which I mean, I told, I would never change anything about our wedding day. It was perfect. And that's why I keep telling him like, I want to get Remarried every 10 years and renew our vows in a different season because I love getting married.
0: (laughs) And he's like, fine, (laughs) which just makes me perfect for me. (laughs) But you won't do the food every 10 years. never. (laughs) So what foods made the cut?
1: Oh, we had. So our rehearsal dinner, I thought was it was really a highlight because it was 40 of our closest um, friends and family. But we did like a shrimp boil, even though it was fall. The weather, it didn't cooperate, but it was. It started to rain. But it was like shrimp oil, so it was andouille sausage, smoked kibasa, shrimp, potatoes, corn. We put kimchi and rice on the table. And then our wedding planner, uh, James Abel, who is uh, great, he went out and picked up like went to the orchards around the Catskills and picked up like one-to-one and picked up 20 different pies. And we just put them out, and people went. That was a really fun night because it was so intimate, you know. It was like a forty-person party, and it was amazing. And everyone ate pies, and then we had a lot to drink. And then we brought it back into the house, and because we were, everyone, everyone that was there was already staying on property, so we brought it back to the house, and it just went on, and you know, until late in the evening, and it was awesome, really, really fun. Kids, like, you know, pictures of like. Kids, like, sleepy Eye playing with a dog. It was – those moments were great.
2: And uh, for the menu for the wedding, uh, we did a huge raw bar, uh, with caviar and all King crab,
1: wheat. lobster, shrimp, oyster, shucked oysters, cl- shucked clams.
2: The yeah, meat uh, and cheese board, that was ginormous.
1: Yeah. A uh, bunch of meat and cheese, and then we did ribeyes. We did um, – whole salmon wrapped in banana leaves with like a tomato turmeric jam we did fried like traditional fried chicken my favorite we did (laughs) Korean kalbi so we did marinated short rib
0: we Um, had a whole pig a whole pig
1: we had rice um
0: yeah I'm so hungry (laughs) it was so good and then
1: our and then one of my good friends um Dujur Bakery owns a bakery and we had worked together at numerous different restaurants and they have the best Brooklyn blackout cake. And I don't, we we did a tasting though, right?
2: We did, but we already knew that was the one. Because um,
1: we had eaten it already.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> people actually travel there after eating our wedding. You know, people usually don't like the wedding cake. It's like, what a throwaway. Mm-hmm. But people come to Brooklyn and they're like, what was that cake place you got? Because we're going to stop by and buy that wedding cake you had. It was so good. Uh, We also did um, uh, Dulce de Leche because it freezes better to keep the top layer uh, for the next year anniversary. But the big hit was the Brooklyn Blackout cake. It was so delicious. So
1: everyone got two slices of cake. So you got the Dulce de Leche and the Brooklyn Blackout. And I feel like when you get the wedding cake, especially after you've been dancing and drinking, it's like people are chilling. This was not that. (laughs) People were like... You see people dancing and then you're like, oh my. And then you see people's faces reactions eating the cake. Like, did you have the cake? And then you see people like bring it to people on the dance floor. like, oh my God, grab that cake. Uh, It wasn't. Oh, and then we did like, we tried to light these like Chinese like fire, like the lanterns.
2: Oh, yeah. So we had a lot of events at our wedding. (laughs) Um, We did lanterns that we try to release into the air. Didn't work, but it looked like they work in the photos. (laughs) Yeah,
1: great pictures. (laughs) But we did hot dogs there.
2: Oh, yeah, we had a huge, um, like a fire pit where we did hot dogs uh, as an after snack when we had sparklers. And then during dinner, we did uh, kind of like a dinner theater where so people were entertained while they're eating. Um, it's called Pebek. It's a Korean tradition where we wear these uh, traditional outfits. And it's when the groom's family gets introduced to the bride. And um, we just kind of did it for everybody. Uh, Dale, like we bow to the parents, we drink with them um Dale carries me on his back to show how strong he is and the whole time Dale was acting like I was super heavy and I was upset <laughs> but um also there's a tradition where like they throw chestnuts and jujubes into your skirt to say how many children you're going to have and we had like an MC kind of explaining the Korean traditions of each act that we were doing um during dinner and people really liked it because it's something new for people that don't know Korean culture um and it's just, you know, other than just sitting at the table and eating, you got to watch
0: something entertaining and cultural. So, it was really fun.
1: I loved it. <laughs>
0: um so I love how you both used your wedding as the perfect opportunities to blend your family's cultures and to honor their traditions while making your own traditions that represent
1: you as well. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: we carry yeah. that out now too in now. It's especially during the holiday season, especially now that we have a child, I you know speaking to agnes uh talking to her i was like hey when we do thanksgiving here with your family i would like to show your family like at least one like i would cuz i always i help cook or we either i help cook or i do the entire meal for like thanksgiving or christmas um this year her mother because it was just too much <laughs> having a 6 month old um god bless her she took it but i try and bring a dish that shows them hey this is some filipino culture and also to show my son You know, hey, you are part Filipino, you are part Korean.
2: We call uh, him Corpino, a
0: little Corpino baby.
1: But you are American. (laughs) You're American, but these are your cultural backgrounds.
0: So with family and culture playing such a large role in both of your lives, did your family members or either of your cultural backgrounds influence your registry choices or the wedding gifts you received? Um, well, I wanted a tradition. I love doing
2: things really traditionally. I That's where it's so funny. I'm such a traditionalist and Dale loves to go rogue all the time. Um, I wanted, you know, the KitchenAid mixer and the, you know, toaster oven and all that jazz, which I still use, but he makes fun of me because I asked for every pasta attachment and I promised him that if I got them, I would make fresh pasta for him. And I still haven't done any of that or make fresh bread. <laughs> Those are still on my list. Um, but in Asian cultures, it's uh, you actually give money most of the time, and uh, that was uh, what Dale desired when it came to
1: the registry. Of course, I think in the I think with the registry, it was definitely the mo- not the moment, but it definitely was a theme of our planning. Seeing her happy, seeing the things that she wants to get, um, so that's how I took the registry too. I was like, babe, whatever you want. Like I know there's things that you want for the kitchen. You know, being a professional chef, I need a spoon, a knife, and a spatula, and a pair of tongs, and I'm good. Like, I don't need anything else.
2: So funny. I I got all these measuring cups, and Dale can literally measure out everything using a pint container. Like, bake with a pint, everything that way. And I'm just like, I need to measure everything perfectly, because that's what the recipe says. And he's just like, whatever. We always have, like, bake-offs and, like, cook-offs with our food. Like once we made lemon curd, it took me like 45 minutes. It took them like three minutes with the microwave. And we had a contest and it was the same. <laughs> so that's what happens. I usually lose these. But, I, you know, it's really fun. That's how we entertain ourselves by seeing who can cook better when it comes to those situations. Can I come over and just be the judge? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. We always have extras because we make double.
1: I don't know how to cook for anything less than six people. Like, have I have so many leftovers in the house impossible. all the time.
0: That sounds me. amazing. <laughs>
2: Except Dale doesn't eat leftovers. So. I do,
1: I do. Just certain ones I don't. I don't need a, I don't.
2: And I have to like give them to my family. Like we made this yesterday.
0: So it's been nearly four years since you two got married, and you haven't slowed down. In that time, you bought your first home together. You had a baby. Congratulations! Thank uh, you. Not to mention you launched a restaurant in Miami. No big deal. That was just one month after your wedding.
2: Yeah, I mean, we. It was crazy because. I think we went to the honeymoon.
1: Went to the honeymoon and came straight back, and, and stayed I stayed in Miami. I stayed in Miami for a month after that. Yeah,
2: and I'm amazing because I just had one carry on my whole honeymoon and one month in Miami. I deserve we a that. We would, yeah.
1: We came from Greece. We did our honeymoon in Greece. We flew back for one day, repacked, did laundry, and then I went down to open a restaurant in Miami, uh, and we were there for a month, and then. But now we
2: have our own restaurant group that we started called Food Crush Hospitality. That Because we do so much stuff together anyway. It just made sense to make it official. Um, It's been pretty good. It's pretty fresh, but we're excited. We have a lot of projects on the way.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so how is it working together on this new project?
2: I feel like I'm always in Dale's business, so (laughs) it was easy for me. Um, And we're really – I mean, Dale makes me laugh all the time, which I – feel really helps me in stressful situations. So it's been really nice working together. I always get nervous. Like, you know, if you go into business together, you're not going to be able to keep it out of the home life. But I feel like lately we've been doing a pretty good job of just like relaxing and being happy. And then when it comes to doing work, doing work, you know, Dale's more in the forefront of it because, you know, he has a name and he he has a lot more experience in doing stuff with Food Crush. And I'm just there to help him. And it's been really nice. I mean, because we know that We're just helping each other succeed. And um, then you put your best foot forward and you just try to be there for each other.
1: What The most amazing part of, of having a business with your significant other and your wife is that you know that she has got your back all the time and that unlike the real world and real business, she only wants us to win. And recently... You know, those are hard lessons to learn. And you learn those lessons in business that the only person that's taking care of you is you. And now I have an ally that takes care of us. Um, And trust me, you go through life and you go through business and people that you think have your back don't. They're all in it for themselves. And um, that's tough. That's a really hard, you know, especially when you have people who you consider your friends that you're doing business with. You know, it's, and people say, don't do business with family. Um, do business with family when you know that it can work, when, you know, you know that that person is just here for you.
2: I'm um, really conscious of the fact that I don't want to like talk about business all the time. Like, I, I, I know, like, okay, now we're going to talk about business and now we're just going to relax and watch Top Chef. Like, there is, I, I want this to work. So you have to be very thoughtful about how you put your time aside and, um, like Dale and I would put the baby to sleep together and then I'll go down my computer and then Dale can relax. Like we have our own schedules together and that's the nice part about working together because we can be flexible with each other's schedules and, um, hey, can you grab him here? Can
0: you stay home this day? And it, it works out because it's just the two of us. So you guys, I mean, it sounds like obviously you're a great team together. <laughs> Did you learn how to have each other's backs and things like the – um, house buying process and obviously having a child together. Like what lessons did you take from those experiences that really made you a great team in business? Well, I think buying a house is very
2: stressful. Um, but you know, it wasn't, and I felt this with the wedding too. When you realize that it's just the two of you and it's to make us happy, then let's not make the process stressful. Like I know what you want. You know what I want. Let's reach compromise. And, just make this a successful process. I think just having that goal in mind um, really helps. Like on my wedding day, you know, it can be stressful, but I was like, it's all about me and Dale being in love and the celebration of it. So we're just going to, we're going to choose to be happy than stress about like something falling over. Um, And when it came to the house buying process, we, it was, even with our lawyer, we weren't really sure about the language and we're just kind of going through the process of getting a loan and all that jazz. But we made sure to be like, okay, let's not freak out at each other because we're confused. Let's just, learn about it together and show each other how to get through it. And um, even buying houses, we first talked about what we envisioned our home life to be, and that made it easier. We were like, okay, we want an open concept because Phil will be in the kitchen, and I'll probably be in the living room, and we want people over that can communicate to both of us. And when we reached that kind of ground, um, it was pretty easy.
1: It was, yeah, the house buying process, I felt, was not that hard because we both understood what it is that we wanted and the minute we walked into the one home our home now we said this is it we, we immediately knew like this is it yeah we, we looked, looked at it
2: you're like okay done it.
1: <laughs> it's hard that that, that the house buying process is very hard because you know it's everything there's so much more than just owning a home that you have to go into uh you have to think about yeah it's where you're raising your children, if you want children, where they going to be going to school, your commute to work, um, your neighbors, how much money, you know, how much money do you have to put into this house besides just buying it, um, you know, there's a lot of things, especially when you haven't bought a house, there's a lot of things that you learn. It's like, oh wait a minute, that's the commission that. Oh wait, you guys are all making this commission. That was, that was, you know.
2: Lawyer fees. Lawyer fees. I
1: was like, whoa. <laughs> and once you
2: buy a house, it's like everything just breaks. <laughs> it's like always – they always talk about that. We're like, wait, we have to fix that? We just bought this. This house is brand new.
0: <laughs> um. So what would you say is your biggest learning advice for listeners who are getting married, Um, you know, are a couple years into marriage? What What have you guys learned over the last few years?
2: Well, something that I always remind myself always is just to keep each other a priority. Like – We have a baby. He's the king of the house right now. But at the same time, like, I have a husband too. And um, just be thoughtful with each other. And I try to be happy when he comes home, like, in terms of, like, making sure I'm, like, you have a great day? Like, not like, I'm so exhausted just to make sure I'm like the bright light of his day. So he's happy to come home and know that I'm excited to see him. Cause you know, you could be excited to see someone, but like, if he comes home every day, you're like, oh. you, you cannot, you can just watch TV and not really turn around and greet him. But I always make sure to greet him and tell him like, we missed you. And it's just, I feel like it's, I, I like to give him words of affirmation that I appreciate him all the time because you should appreciate and show them that you appreciate them. Makes the happy home a happier place.
1: Right, for me and it's just like more recent it's it's easy to have fun and enjoy the good times when everything is good when there's adversity that's when you should see the best in your significant other that's when you need them the most because when it's everything is sunshine and rainbows everyone should be smiling but when your significant other can hold you up when you are going through some really tough times, whether it's, you know, personal or business. If she's the rock or the, your significant other can be that rock, then you know that this is the person that you're meant to be with because they will see the forest through the trees. They can see it when you can't. And when she can hold your head up, that's when you know that uh, that person is, is, is special.
0: Great advice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you um, for having us. And stick around because in just a moment we'll hear from you and what your best tips are for building a marriage that lasts. XOXO is a podcast produced by The Knot, the nation's leading wedding planning app, offering a seamless, all-in-one wedding planning experience from finding inspiration and local vendors to creating your registry and managing all your guest experiences like digital RSVPs and photo sharing. The Knot was founded on the mission of helping every couple plan their wedding, regardless of their style, budget, location, culture, or who they choose to marry. For more than 20 years, The Knot has helped empower 25 million couples and counting to celebrate and plan their perfect celebration. If you're planning a wedding, be sure to download The Knot Wedding Planner app, available for all mobile devices. Now, a word from our listeners.
2: Hey, Brittany from Chicago here. My husband and I have been married seven years, and we've been together for almost 18.
0: We just had our second baby. My husband travels a lot for work. So, my advice for making love last is make sure the time you do spend together is quality.
2: Be present and be in the moment. Also, continue to prioritize date nights, which, after you have kids, means budgeting for a babysitter.
0: It's Lindsay from Miami.
2: My husband Danny and I have been married for two and a half years. I would say our best tip for a happy marriage is to create some sort of ritual that you do together. Our ritual is we go on a walk every morning and it's just really special to us. We talk about the day before, the day ahead of us, um, and what's just kind of on our plates. And it's just a very special way to get the day started and we both really look forward to it, and enjoy it very much.
1: Hi. My name is Ivan. I'm from NYC. I've been married to my wife, Johanna, for three years. My best advice for marriages and for any real, any relationship is to have open and
2: honest communication. And that means communicating the good stuff, too.
0: Thanks for tuning in to XOXO by The Knot. If you have a comment about our show, tips for making your own traditions, or marriage advice you want to share on air, email us at XOXO at the knot.com. or leave us a message by calling 917-524-6508 or connect with us on social. I'm over there. Search for our handle at the Knot and on the web at thenot.com. We'll be back next week, so be sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Our show is produced by Lauren Nolan with assistance by Emily Berman in New York City at The Hangar Studios. Thanks for listening.